Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm grateful we have a poem submission for this week from Shanina Carmichael. And this piece is entitled, Photosynthesis. Stay close to people who feel like sunshine. They are needed for your growth, not like watering where someone is pouring in. They are not pouring in, but simply shining a light on what already exists inside of you. That light they give allows you to turn what is already inside of you into nourishment for yourself and others. They are not always available as clouds and the night does come. But in the absence of their light, you rest, reflect, and grow. They want nothing from you but to witness you blossom. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Shanina, I really appreciate your poem and that reminder as we think about our friendships, our family, our relationships, to consider the places where we bloom and to plant ourselves in connection with people and places that remind us who we are, what we already carry and we're able to be nourished by that. And I love your reminder that these may not be people that you see all the time. So being out in California, I have many friends uh, in all different places. And when we can reconnect, it is such a gift, such a delight, and still sunshine. So I hope that you have some sun rays in your life. Uh, some people in your life that remind you who you are, who see you, who appreciate you, and in their presence, you come more into the fullness of who you are on the inside. So thank you so much for that submission. And we're going to talk today uh, in some ways about the opposite of that, which is coping with being misunderstood dealing with being misunderstood. And I invite you to take sacred pause in this moment to think about uh, both the major moments, major experiences that you have had with being misunderstood, and then also to think about the most recent ones and if there are certain themes, right, or if there are certain ways that you are commonly misunderstood, right? That keeps coming up. So you're looking at the major ones, the ones that really stick out in your mind. You're looking at the times that are more recent. 
And then you're reflecting on if there are any themes or commonalities or patterns that you notice about what people often assume about you or misinterpret about you or misunderstand about you. And there can be multiple reasons why we are misunderstood. Uh, sometimes it is a communication gap where we are leaving it for uh, people to guess and they will fill in the blanks with uh, any way they're going to fill in the blanks. And so uh, noting within myself, is there a way that I am communicating or not communicating that is creating or contributing uh, to be to me being misunderstood, right? So that's one category. Another category is people uh, arrive and meet you and interact with you uh, with their history, with their worldview, uh, with their assumptions, often based on the past at play. Right. So if people they have dealt with in the past got quiet when they were angry, then they may interpret your silence as anger, even if it is not. Right. So it's based on a prior experience. If someone is struggling around insecurities and um, you do something or don't do something, they may read your behavior through uh, the lens of their insecurity. And so then it must mean this terrible thing about how you think about them, right? So there is the communication lapse on our side. There is the life experience, uh, baggage, history, past uh, that other people uh, bring to the encounter. And then we also have uh, all of the isms, right? So the stereotypes. So when I said, what are some common themes that uh, show up uh, in your experience of being misunderstood? For some of you, the common themes are stereotypes that exist about any part of your identity. So then people often assume this about you uh, because of your race, your gender, your sexuality, your religion. Uh, they have made some overgeneralizations and often that didn't just come from them, but uh, these stereotypes are commonly promoted and disseminated in society, sometimes even promoted in the media. Uh, people may learn them in their family of origin, in their schools. They may pick it up in literature. Uh, it is everywhere and unfortunately quite common. So those are just three of the things to consider as you think about being misunderstood. Your communication, other people's life history, and also the realities of stereotypes. I know often we say, uh, and there's a, a common saying that what other people think about me is none of my business, right? And people, you know, love to post that and, and share that and, and celebrate that. And I'm going to say, as is often the case, sometimes, right? Sometimes it's none of your business. Sometimes you can just ignore it. Sometimes you can just shake it off. Uh, and then there are other times 
where being misunderstood can cost you, right? So then it does become your business. If I am perpetually misunderstood in the workplace, uh, that can cost me uh, promotion, opportunity, raises. It, it can cost me. In the relationship arena, if I am constantly being misread or misunderstood, uh, that can damage my friendships, uh, my relationships. It can sabotage them. If I am misunderstood by my family, that is uh, usually more painful than a stranger whose opinion maybe doesn't matter to me, right? So if I randomly meet somebody and they have made some assumption about me, I may not care. Um, when it hits closer to home, the people who you would hope would understand you, the people you would hope would love you, the people you would hope would respect you, uh, the people you would hope would get you, uh, when they misunderstand you, it can be particularly painful. And so I invite you to consider not only what are the ways or themes that show up in terms of me being misunderstood, but who are the people who it actually hurts you when they misunderstand you, right? So there may be some category, some memories you have about people who misunderstood you and you could sincerely say, I don't care, <laughs> right? Uh, I think for, for some of us, that's a little easier, for example, in social media, right? In social media, people are often giving you their opinions about you based on nothing, right? They don't even know you. So sometimes for some people, they can shake that off because like, you know, this person doesn't actually even know me. And I do want to name that I know for some people, those comments uh, can be very hurtful. So you want to consider for yourself in what circumstance or with what people is it easier for you to release or ignore or not worry about? And with what people has it been painful? Has it been hurtful? Has it cost you? So we want to think about ways that we can uh, address, deal with, cope with uh, being misunderstood. And there are uh, a number of factors we want to consider around that as we think about our uh, strategies for success or strategies for moving forward. And so I would uh, invite you to think about that first category, your communication, right? So are there ways or tendencies that you have noticed within yourself or that other people have pointed out to you about your communication that ends up creating problems, right? Or gaps that uh, even if you don't think it's a big deal, other people have communicated to you that when you do certain things, it feels disrespectful to them, right? So, you know, I'll give you an example. If you're uh, making plans with a group of friends and one of the group you don't include, and in your mind, you may say, 
Well, I don't care if some of them get together without me. We don't have to always go and I don't care, right? So that may be you. But the person who you didn't include or didn't invite may have feelings about that and make assumptions about why didn't you include me in this particular gathering? And you may have some specific reasons about why you would invite them for brunch, but you didn't invite them to go to this other place, right? Uh, and so instead of leaving it for uh, interpretation or misunderstanding to be willing uh, to share your thought process, right? To be willing to share. It doesn't mean that you have to now invite them everywhere, but uh, what we want to consider is what is your intention and investment in repairing the misunderstanding, right? So there are some people who may say, I don't care if anybody's feelings are hurt because I'm just going to do me, right? Well, if that's, if that's where you are, then you don't have uh, an investment in being understood by this person, right? You don't care that they don't understand you or that they have jumped to some conclusions about how you have treated them. But for those of you who actually care, right? For those of you who desire to be understood or to be better understood, it can be helpful to uh, reflect on your tendencies, right? When do you, for example, avoid conflict? And I think if we're all honest, there are times where we try to avoid an issue and then it blew up, right? It got bigger. Or we can think about there are times where we didn't take pause before we responded. And so we responded with a lot of intensity in the moment that may not really match how we feel. But now we have put like all of this venom in the atmosphere, right? And so now people are drawing conclusions based on how you responded in the moment, so it is an important part of self-awareness and self-reflection for me to be honest with myself about what are the areas of growth that I would like to work on in my communication style. Either the intensity with which I sometimes speak, uh, whether it is what I leave out and omit, um, what I avoid, or even the harshness, the delivery. And there's a different episode on those of you who are harsh and have equi equated that with being honest, right? So some people are really routinely hurting people and glorying in that by saying, I don't care, I just tell the truth. And I want to name for you that the harshness does not, is not required for truth telling, right? I can tell someone the truth and speak it in love and speak it in compassion and speak it with care and speak it uh, in a way that is intentionally not uh, trying to dismantle or dishonor them, right? I'm trying to communicate the point. So I invite you uh, to reflect on the ways you would like to work on your communication. 
Another strategy which can be helpful is checking in with the person I'm communicating with to ensure or to increase the likelihood that I am being understood, right? So I had a a wonderful uh, exchange, a funny moment uh, earlier today uh, with a friend, and she was talking about something that is her area of expertise and not something I know a lot about. And so I was looking puzzled and she picked up on the facial expression and said, do you understand what I'm saying? And I said, absolutely, I do not. (laughs) So then she explained it again in a way where I could get the point that she was making, right? So when you are communicating to not be so centered on what it is you want to say, that you miss checking in with the person you're speaking with. So just like it is important for me to get some things off my chest or to, you know, speak what it is I need to speak, I also actually desire to be understood by some people. By others, then, you know, don't worry about it. But by the people I want to understand me, I want to uh, pay attention to, you know, facial expressions. You want to pay attention to the energy in the room. You want to pay attention uh, to their reactions, verbal and nonverbal. And then actually directly asking, you know, is what I'm saying making sense? Or do you, do you understand it? Or do you have any questions? Do you need me to clarify anything or to explain it differently? Right. And so that uh, communicates already to the person that their understanding is important to you, right? And again, we're talking about people with whom you desire to be understood. And that can be both personal uh, and also professional, right? That, uh, you know, if you have a leadership role and you're just laying out this big plan and you have lost all the people who would have to implement the plan then you have to go back, right? Because it's not clear. And so you want to uh, be mindful of checking in, of being observant, of giving it the time, because sometimes being misunderstood is also about us being speedy, um, us rushing through something. And then I'm assuming that people know things or understand things they don't, and I'm on to the next thing. So then the person doesn't want to stop me because I'm clearly uh, not, I'm, I'm clearly in a rush, right? So I invite you to breathe and slow down. And I know sometimes when we're anxious, we uh, speak more quickly. And so to give yourself sacred pause and permission Uh, Because when I slow down, it also creates space for people to ask questions or for people to respond. We also want to uh, think about being more expressive. So some of us say the bare minimum. And I know there are uh, some relationships where that is your safety strategy. So, for example, people who have exited or decrease their time with an abusive person, right? So if I'm dealing with an abusive person, I don't want a long conversation, right? So I'm going to say 
the minimum I need to say to to uh, have this exchange. Right. So that's one thing. But then there are some of us who do that routinely, even with people who have not harmed you or hurt you, that you give very short answers. And I'm not saying that everyone has to be talkative or extremely talkative, but when I am uh, super succinct, super brief all the time, it is creating a space where people are having to try to fill in the blanks. And when people are trying to guess for you, often they will guess wrong, right? So when I am more expressive, about what I feel, about what I think, about what I want, um, about what I fear. When I, when I uh, communicate that more fully, then uh, it can take the guesswork out of it. And uh, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your supervisor, uh, your mentor, your mentees, people around you will appreciate it. You know, we like to be in the presence of people where there is clear communication, right? Then it also uh, will be important based on the person uh, to change some of our expectations, right? So this goes to my earlier point of sometimes we are expecting people to be like us. And um, I want to say to you as compassionately as I can, that there are some people who are committed to misunderstanding you. There are some people that no matter how slow you talk, no matter how many details you provide, no matter how many times you repeat yourself or ask them if they have questions, some people have come to some conclusions about you and they are unwilling to shift that for whatever reason. Right. For various reasons, some people, once they have a story in their head about who you are, then uh, they are resistant to being open to a new story. And so I say to you uh, with compassion that that can be painful, that can be frustrating, and yet it is a truth. And when something is a truth, in order to heal I have to get to a place of acceptance and acceptance doesn't have to mean I like it, but it means I grasp that that is the reality of this dynamic, right? That this person uh, is not going to be moved, swayed, convinced about any other idea about me than the story they are already telling themselves. And so I need to acknowledge that within myself so that then I can adjust and uh, not put all of my energy in that direction uh, so that I can adjust knowing that this is what they think of me. How do I want to proceed? Right. Knowing that this is uh, irreparable. Right. It is unmovable. This is the story they have told themselves about who I am. And so I can grieve it. I can acknowledge the frustration and disappointment in it. And then I can choose my freedom about how I want to move forward. Now, I know that will be very different depending on who the person is. If it's my boss and they have just decided this about me, 
and it's not moving or shifting, I need to be aware of that, right? Of what, what may be the consequences at this job as a result of that narrative. And after I have tried, you know, a number of different strategies, I may want to consider some other options, right? Uh, if it is a family member who is not willing to see uh, anything different about you. So sometimes the story they have created about you, um, the whole thing has been false and it's been false the whole time. And then I want to name for some of you, it may be the story they're holding on to used to be true. And perhaps you have changed, but they are not open to believing that you have changed. And so then I have to make peace with that, right? Whether it was never true or it used to be true, this is what they're holding on to. So first I can try to enhance my communication and to be more expressive and clear or to demonstrate uh, my, my new self. And at some time, and only you will know when that time is up, I will have to accept that this is where it is. Right. This is the dynamic between us and that's not shifting. Okay, so we become aware of uh, those realities when we have to go into acceptance. Then there are those um, who I named in the beginning are dealing with stereotypes. Right. And uh, stigma and assumptions. And again, like the others, it will depend on who the person is. Uh, and what their role in your life is, how invested you will be in shifting uh, or attempting to shift those assumptions about you, right? So it will, the, the stereotypes exist all over the place, right? So you will not be able to spend your life trying to convince everyone of your worthiness. That will drain you. It will empty you. It will often create internalized oppression where you feel uh, bad about who you are, right? Or feel shame about your own identity. And so I would encourage you to pour into yourself, to shine that sunshine on yourself and to receive the sunshine from your community about the truth of who you are, right? That other people, yes, their opinions can definitely affect your life and they still do not get the final say on the truth of who you are. And so I invite you to spend time in places that are affirming, uh, to affirm yourself and remind yourself the truth about your, who you are individually and your truth about your community, who you all are as a collective and then when there are times that uh, it feels close up personal, let's say it's a friendship or it's a colleague or for whatever reason you are invested in um, shifting the stereotype or attempting to shift the stereotype, it's going to be important to uh, communicate directly about both what you are picking up or maybe they said it directly of what they have assumed about you and how false it is, um, how hurtful it is and uh, what the, the truth is. And to even name that you're not surprised that if you're not, that I'm not surprised that you believe that about me 
because often that is the message that is presented about black women or um, that are presented about immigrants or that um, is presented about people of my particular religion or nationality or sexuality, right? So I'm not totally shocked. I'm disappointed that you would believe that, right? If that, if what I'm saying is true for you. So you want to communicate from an honest place and a place that honors yourself. So honesty and self-honoring um, as you speak truth. And I would just remind you that shifting around those issues often is a slower process, a gradual process. So to allow yourself not to be totally dismantled if they don't instantly shift, right? Because often people who instantly shift are just pretending anyway because they're embarrassed you call them out. So it's a process. But I want to say to you, whatever the category of your life experience around these issues, that I am hoping you find places of sunshine where you are understood, where you are honored, where you are respected, where you are appreciated, where you are loved. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>